Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday and happy Veterans Day. Happy happy day to all the veterans out there. Thank you for everything that you do. And thank you to the families that support the veterans as well. Absolutely. I know that it takes a whole lot of people to support them, and we are very grateful um, for your service and your time. And we're teachers, and we sacrifice a lot, but we can't even imagine the sacrifices that you all make. So thank you for for choosing to go into that yep. and for everything that you did for us. So yep. happy Veterans Day. You deserve to be recognized today for all the good things you do. That was perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. And it's Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. We made you, it through the week. We did. You may have the day off. You may be with your kids today, but we have a couple fun topics to dig into. We are looking at excellence sheets and giving warm and honest feedback. Do you want to kick it off? Absolutely. So excellence sheets is mine. It's the time of year when there's a lot of spiraled review. Yeah. And that's what an excellence sheet is, is it's a it's a souped up spiraled review page. And I learned about excellence sheets at my charter network a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of them before and I tried to Google excellence sheets and it doesn't seem like it's a term that's commonly used right now. Yeah, I wonder if it's bigger in the charter world. I'm not sure. It might be. And it might it's just a spiraled review page, but it's a very detailed, very organized spiraled review page that that should give you good data on different standards, different levels of blooms, but really it's a spiral review page. Right. It has like a specific structure to it. Yeah, it does. So when we would make excellence sheets, think of or picture a single page Mm -hmm. and it's a table and it can be four columns by four rows. Okay. And each column in this table, the spiral review page, each column is a standard. Mm -hmm. So when I taught sixth grade science, it was just general science. We would, we would kind of, dip our feet into different scientific topics. Sure. So one column would be on earth science. A second column might be on parts of the atom. Third column might be on parts of the cell. And then the fourth column could be metric conversions. Okay. And so each column is a different standard in this spiraled review excellence sheet page. Yep. And then each row increases in rigor. So the first row is your lowest level of rigor, okay. and your fourth row is your highest level of rigor. Okay. Or you can think about it as depths on a bloom chart. Mm-hmm. So that gives you really specific feedback because not only are you like measuring specific standards, but you can see where their understanding breaks down within each standard. Exactly. You can see if they're getting the first two rows right, then they're getting the foundational knowledge within that unit right. Right. But then they might need a little bit more practice on those third and fourth questions in the column Mm -hmm. because they got them wrong. I love that. I feel like it might take a little bit of time to make the first time, but then you can keep it forever. It's certainly one of those, you hope that you're teaching the same content again the next year and you can't wait to pull these out. We used to do excellence sheets once a week. I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday thing, but we'd see the kids five days a week. Yeah. So Monday and Tuesday was excellence sheets to bridge the gap over the weekend gotcha so you would build that that was like a weekly routine for you to employ this and then look at the data see where they are share it with them etc right so on sundays we'd be on you know (laughs) google docs or in excel oh yeah making a quick excellence sheet just making that four by four table and printing them out in the morning that's really i love that thank you for sharing and you could do that for any subject right and it's a reminder that yes it does take some work up front but Mm -hmm. the data that it gives you is really powerful and it helps you know with whatever reteaching you need, especially this time of the year. Right. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So I've been thinking about um, giving student feedback and giving, I'm calling it warm and honest feedback. So I think I have a tendency to want, especially in writing, want to give kids praise for the effort they've put in. 
And sometimes it breaks my heart when I see that they've worked super hard on something. They're, they're, they're invested in it. They love it. They're proud of it. And it's not even close to what the assignment was supposed to be, or they're totally hitting the mark, you know? You can tell that the kid really cares about the writing and they put a lot of time into it, but it's just not what the assignment's asking them to do. Right, and that's horrible. And I, I want to let them know that they need to fix it and that there's room for improvement. But I don't want to, you know, they're still kids. I don't want to burst their bubble and I don't want them to feel disappointed or deflated by some feedback, you know? So it's this balance of being warm and caring, but also giving honest feedback that's going to help them. It's important that they, that you keep in mind how they feel. We right. all know that. Right. We're going to remember how someone makes us feel. Oh, totally. Even Especially as a teacher. Yeah. 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 Even as adults, you know, when I'm getting feedback, there are certain ways I would like it and certain ways where I'm like, wow, that could have been done differently. Oh, what was it? The, how do you take your coffee? Yes. And do you take your coffee with sugar and they like, you like a little bit of sweetness in your feedback I or do you take your that. coffee straight up and just give it to me let me know what it is yeah we we did that at our old school or do you take your coffee with cream where you need a little bit of framing around the situation Ooh, beforehand i forgot about the cream remember or sugar and cream yeah so, this is structured towards students when you're giving students the feedback right and so i'm thinking of writing but i imagine that you could do this in a variety of ways so something that i was thinking about was really validating the specifics of what they've done first right and so i know we talk about like the praise sandwich, etc. But really finding something specific that you can praise and validate. So rather than just saying, you know, oh, that was very creative, say, wow, I could picture that like a movie in my mind. Like I can see you, we could make this into a movie. I can see the scene unfolding, you know, something really specific to validate them. Shows them that you truly read it. And yeah. you see them, you see them as writers and you're paying attention to the detail in the story or the yep. detail in the information. And, you know, praising a genuine strength, because even if that wasn't the task that they were supposed to do, it's great. And I do want them to continue doing that as learners, you know, and it checks off. So they they walk away feeling like they have a strength in this area. And we all like to take stock in what our strengths are. Right. And then pivoting into the precise feedback. Right. So, so you, you start with the strength, the specific strength. Yes. You're softening it. Yes. And like a very specific validating comment, even if it's not necessarily praise, you know, you can phrase it in a way that still validates them like, wow, that character sure is realistic, you know, or something. And then you go into the specific praise or precise praise. And so really trying to bring it back to the rubric, ideally doing it in person. You know, if you can conference with a kid, you could do this whole thing in a minute or two. Give that precise um, praise and then say, okay, now that we know how creative this was or how engaging this was, whatever, now let's look at the rubric, right? And bring it back and sort of put it on them to say, okay, so like, do you have this? No. Do you have this? No. No, I guess I don't. You know, and I'm finding that they're just so much more open to improvement that way. They're almost excited to get that feedback and use it rather than just being crushed by not meeting expectations. So it'd be like, I would come up to you with my paper and I'm listening to the feedback. And if you validate the things that I'm saying or something that you really like Mm -hmm. about my setting or my plot or my characters, something, Mm -hmm. but then you point to the rubric and you ask me, okay, what are some things that 
that that are still not quite there. Right. Not even saying, you know, missing, but right. what are some things that you could add to it? I think you said add to it. Yeah. Or even saying, let's see what you have. Let's see what you right. have. Do you have this one? Right. No. Okay. Well, you know what? We can do that one later. Do you have this one? Do you have this? Sometimes they don't have any of it, but you don't want to just crush them right away. And I'm finding that this is a really cool balance, you know? You don't want to have that formative memory of some English teacher just crushing your writing immediately. Right. And they probably think that they've got really high expectations for you and for their students, but right. start with the validation and then let the self-discovery figure out what's missing. Exactly. It's like, you know, how there's different management styles and we all want to be the warm demander. And I feel like this is sort of like warm demander feedback. Warm praise. Yeah. Warm praise, warm and honest feedback. So I, I like that that you're emphasizing the honesty piece too, because it is great to validate them when they do something creative with their writing mm -hmm. or, or they show a strength in their writing, mm -hmm. but they don't want to miss what's on the rubric and then get crushed at the end. Exactly. So you, again, you don't want to just praise their effort and how, you know, all the warms and warm and fuzzies, you still do want to help them improve and help them be a better learner and improve the skill. So yeah, it's just balancing both. And I think I'm figuring it out. And teachers are remarkable for having that kind of patience, especially if it's the end of the day or a long day yeah. in this time of the year with fall break in a week. Oh, yeah. There's extra behavior to do. Mm -hmm. You don't get the credit for being super, super calm when everything else around you is chaotic. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I um. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And that's a huge shout out to all teachers right now because I know we're going through it and hopefully... Uh, with your schedule, you only have one more week until Thanksgiving break. Okay. Great day. Great Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thank you again to the veterans, and thank you to the teachers, and yep. thank you to everybody listening. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you on Monday. Bye. Bye.